0: Listening to County Live, it's an exceptional County Live in these trying, trying times. On the line, somewhere in, you live near Torquay Park, don't you, Chris I Ridgeway?
1: Do. Yes, I do. Um, uh, do. I don't want to give out too specific, but if you want to send um, fan mail to Torquay Park, I'll, I'll collect it from there, no problem.
0: What, send some kind of aid parcel?
1: Yeah, well, aid parcel, fan mail, anything in between. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. always taking donations.
0: Yeah, so if you go in the front and you go to the left, it's the third tree on the right. <laughs> and you can leave stuff for Chris <laughs> in the branches there. But h- how are you doing in isolation?
1: Uh, it's a bit strange, isn't it? Um, we're doing okay. I mean, the kids are finding it a bit strange, not knowing why they can't go out the house and whatnot. Uh, I ate all my snacks on day one. Uh, and now the missus won't let me get any more. But I put together a good uh, exercise uh, regime that can be done around the house. Um, so I felt quite positive when I put that together. I've not actually done anything from it yet. No. One, one of these days, I'm going to, and I, I'm going to come out of this, um, looking much better than when I went in. How about you? Stock
0: pork's Joe Wicks. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> how how yeah, you the find poor it?
0: man's yeah it's yeah as you say it's strange i mean i've actually been working quite hard because the job i do is still i'm i'm luckily still I'm, i've not been furloughed or anything so i'm very lucky Um so i've been working quite hard so these four days of are actually quite a quite a, a welcome break and uh we're very lucky because we've got a decent sized garden so i go out every night at six o'clock um do my tai chi while tai listening chi. To relaxing music yeah it's, and chi. you know what It's great. You strike really me as a Tai well.
1: Chi kind of trier. Are you going to keep it up? <laughs> Are you going to keep it up?
0: Well, well, the, the, I, I bought a book at Christmas, so I learned all about the their breathing and all that. And then, um, and then I went on YouTube and had a look at the uh, you know some of the exercises or forms as they call them. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: my favourite being repulse monkey, because um, <laughs> <laughs> obviously in Stockport you need <laughs> you need to use that exercise quite a lot. There's a lot of monkeys around here that need repulsing. <laughs> um, but I found the one on one on YouTube, I found it's just got like five different movements. And at the start, the woman says, look, all you need, you don't need to get these perfect. Just get into the habit of doing five or 10 minutes every day. And then, you know, then the rest of it will come. So that's what I'm doing. So two weeks of that. But I think I told you the other day, um I was doing this one where you just literally push your, you know, push your palm away from you, which is repulse monkey. Um And just as I was doing it. Uh, she came out and, and went stop right now thank you very much <laughs> that's not what you need when you when you're trying to get your chi sorted out
1: <laughs> that, that's not the confidence boost or the ego uh whatever that you were looking for
0: <laughs> no absolutely and what have you done to entertain yourself
1: um i watched the program about a man with a tiger
0: ah uh, yeah um, that that was quite popular wasn't it that was in the yeah. zeitgeist
1: yeah that was uh Something quite unique, and uh, I'm I'm hoping that there's going to be a season two of that. What else have I been doing? I've been reading. My
0: um, my friend, um, I spoke to my friend um, about, I hadn't seen the, we both, oh no, he'd seen them all, and I was on the, the, uh, we'd seen the penultimate one, but not seen the last one. And he went, who are you rooting for? And I said, I'm rooting for the Tigers. I want every single human in it to have their face ripped off. Absolutely (laughs) hideous people. (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. But the only nice ones were were the ones who had limbs missing. The guy yeah. who didn't have, you know, who'd lost his legs in a motorbike accident, I think. The girl who had her arm. They were the only nice people in the whole program. It's just bonkers.
1: Yeah, no, it's, uh, wow. How do you, I mean, how do the other half live. I'm usually on the, the wrong side of that, but I
0: think, <laughs> yeah.
1: I think I feel a bit better about it now. Um, yeah. I hate to say, I will never have a pet tiger. Uh, we, do have, we, we do have a teddy leopard upstairs. I think that's as close as I'm going to get.
0: But you told me the other day that the rabbit went for you. You've got rabbits and one of them went for you.
1: Yeah, she did again today, actually. Oh, um, blimey. I think what it is, p- part of my time in quarantine, I've been teaching my three-year-old how to wrestle. Um, so he's now got all the moves of, of Triple H and The Rock and The Undertaker. And I think she just Excellent. wants in. I think she wants to join in. That's that's all it is. But we've got to teach her that biting's wrong. And, you know, if, if, if it's a pedigree and a stunner that, that has to show how to do that on a rabbit, then then so be it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, we've all got to play our part in these difficult times. <laughs> <laughs> Rabbits, three-year-olds—you know—we've all got. We've all got to do our bit. And um, there's a great film about a, a girl from Britain who got into the WWE. Yeah, have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's I good, isn't it? Good film. I've
1: met her. I worked with the WWE. Oh, right, Okay.
0: And um... we only watched that recently, but uh, yeah, I was I was really surprised. It's quite a nice little film. Fighting with my family, I believe it's called. Yeah. It's good. It Frost in it. It's good. Anyway, um, do you remember football? Oh, it was so good. It was so good. Wasn't <laughs> it, it was. That was one of the greatest things about the Just olden days, wasn't it?
1: Being allowed out of the house and stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Who who knew? The, you know, twenty two men kicking a ball around the park could be uh, which infuriated. You know, is by and large, you know, eighty percent of the time you're infuriated, aren't you? And then. And then outside of that time, you know, there's probably 20% when you're absolutely, you know, euphoric. And then the rest of that time, you just enjoy talking about it.
1: I'm enjoying watching a load of old County clips on YouTube, though. I reckon the, I reckon the old clips on County's YouTube uh, and all the fan pages and whatnot, I reckon have gone up by about 200% in views just in the last two weeks, uh, and mainly from a big red hotspot in Hazel Grove because I've got about three devices in this house where I just keep just sticking on old highlights from <laughs> different areas.
0: Switching from one to another. But we've uh, we've come up with a plan for to keep kind, county life, keep the pot boiling. Um, do you want to tell the listeners what that is? Yeah. So uh,
1: three weeks into isolation, we decided to do something about keeping ticking over. Um, so we've decided to have not one, but two podcasts a week coming out through these channels. We're going to have Sam Byrne from the Stockport Express joining us every Tuesday to speak about the top three uh, in our county... County Bank of Content, if you like, we're going to pick the top three strikers, the top three moments on and off the pitch, the top three goals, and a few other things as well. They're going to be weekly, every Tuesday. Then on a Thursday, we've got a Legend Series coming out, where one legend from County's history is going to be joining us. Uh, hopefully, the plan is to have Kevin Francis on by the end of quarantine and or lockdown. Uh, but at the moment, we've got Mike Flynn, Peter Ward, Sean Connolly, Tony Dinning, Andy Priest, and others. All confirmed. Looking forward to speaking to those guys. And let me tell you, a little spoiler alert. I have already spoken to a few of them. There is uh, a little bit of fun in there. There is a little bit of a quiz in there. See what the players really remember about their time with Stockport County. Some of them do better than others. And, of course, I have to mention to Andy Priest, uh, one of us won the league last season and one of us finished second. It's Listen, as a county fan, I'm biased. As the guy doing the interviews, I'm even more biased. But it is something to listen to uh, if you're a bit bored over quarantine lockdown and if you're a Stockport County fan.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so just to repeat, Tuesdays, we've got uh, Chris and Sam going through top threes. And on Thursdays, Chris's brilliant uh, legend interviews that he's racking up at the moment. And you texted me the other day and said, not to boast, but I think these legends interviews are absolutely brilliant. Yeah, so, uh, I think
1: we might just sack off Jim Gannon interviews from now on and just get a different <laughs> yeah. we should We should say um, we actually can't do Jim Gannon interviews at this moment. Um, we're not ignoring the gaffer. Um, it's football rules at the moment. Um, we can't yeah. ring him up on question about the squad. Um, obviously, we can't really go into much more detail than that. But rules is rules. Uh, but don't worry, we got you covered with your county content.
0: Absolutely. And your first one with Sam Byrne was very long, so we're going to divide that into two. So we'll uh, we'll actually put uh, two versions of that out, uh, and then we'll probably go down to uh, to each one of those will be uh, be one on a Tuesday. So the next uh, two Tuesdays uh, are covered from your first interview. Uh, what did you do in your first with Sam that we're just about to play?
1: Um, top three
0: strikers in the last
1: thirty years, or well, we said in recent times, you know, which is around about thirty years.
0: So this is Chris Ridgway and Sam Byrne from the Stockport Express talking about uh, their views on county's top three strikers from a, a what period, did you say?
1: Recent years, recent
0: times. Recent, last years. Years. recent years, that's that's loose enough. Yeah. That gives you something to go on.
1: Sam, how are you doing? Yeah,
2: good, thanks, Chris. Getting by, surviving.
1: We're doing this in quarantine. We're doing this from my front room. And, and what room are you in? What Where are you occupying in your house?
2: Um, I'm currently in the in the spare bedroom which is a lot more um, a lot less extravagant than it sounds I haven't, I haven't
1: got it's one it's quite of a them. small <laughs> box
2: room that I'm getting that I'm surviving surviving in so um, yeah we'll see how it goes
1: how you how are you passing the time while well, you're in quarantine are you able to work from home are you still going uh, okay on that front
2: yeah so a bit of work from home um, plenty of as I'm sure many county fans will be agreeing with plenty of um, YouTube browsing of our Finest moments. Obviously, I've been looking at the club's um, videos that have been going out and and whatnot over the past week or so. So plenty of um, reminiscing on Wembley wins and playoff matches and title title winning games, as we saw last week. What about yourself?
1: Those those reruns have been good, haven't they? Those um, the Nuneaton game and the curzon Ashton game.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know about you, Chris, but I feel like what we do at the club. It, sometimes it's a bit difficult to just sit back and, and reminisce on stuff and, and just take in, a, you know, exactly how much we've actually seen. Um, don't get me wrong, we've both watched the Curzon game over and over again, but just having the time to sit back and watch and realise that actually we were in the middle of all that and we were, you know, we were kind of in the middle of the action in terms of finding out what was going on at, at other games and bringing that to, to people listening. So it's it's been good just to, to sit back and, and listen without any pressure of wondering what's going to happen in the end.
1: Yeah. Uh, I must admit I found it much more enjoyable when I was watching it, knowing the way it ended rather than um, than when I didn't. Uh, I must admit I've been passing the time in other ways as well, obviously watching um, County Clips, especially in preparation uh, for some of the Legends interviews and, and what we've got to come as well. I've enjoyed watching all those old videos, but I've also been partaking in a, a recommendation that you gave me, that Tiger King on Netflix. Um, I'm sure well, we're not the only insane. two people here that's that's crazy to uh, to think, but what a show! If you've not seen it,
2: just absolutely, just just yeah, get on it. It's um just insane. However insane people do it is double it and, and then watch it. It's it's just crazy. So yeah, I'm, I'm, pretty a, certain, I'm pretty time certain time I've work. seen
1: him in the main stand. You know at some of the games. Uh, I was going to say, say I'm pretty age.
2: sure we've seen him in the in the Prince <laughs> Albert for a game, Chris. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right so let's move forward the reason that the reason that we the reason that we are here um tonight and the reason that we will be here uh, over the coming weeks is we've decided to put um countdowns of legendary facts moments players teams goals uh, whatever you like uh, compile them in a list as best we can try and pull out a top 3 we're very well aware there's going to be plenty of debate. And if we're being honest, there isn't really a right or wrong answer. We saw that the club did the um, the greatest Team 11 uh, a couple of weeks ago, I thought. Uh, great concept, and it, it was a hell of a team that, that came out of it. But it just prompted the discussion, didn't it? Um, who are our top team? Who are our top players? So that's how you and I got chatting to do this. We now have a concept put together of top three, and we're going to go start the show i think to start the series with top three strikers it, every it's a talking point everyone's got their own favorite strikers from uh from over the years from whenever it whenever it was that they started watching the club to do a bit of research for this i just text my brother and a couple of friends to say you know who's your favorite striker of the last 20 years who's your favorite striker of the last 30 years or five years or however long they've been watching and the range of answers that came back i mean pretty much everyone said Kevin Francis, pretty much everyone said Alan Armstrong. But then after that, you've got your Brett Angels, you've got your Jermaine Easter's, you've got Aaron Wilbrams, you've got Shefki Cucci and everyone uh, in between. So um, what we've what we've done, um, Sam and myself, we've, we've put a list together. I've, I've got five strikers. Sam, you've got five strikers. If we just go ahead uh, and name our five, get them out right, uh, and then we'll try and put them in some form of order and pick our top three. So I... I'll let you begin uh, and reveal your, <laughs> it's hard to say favourite five, but five strikers that you've picked out uh, that you've loved to watch from your time following County.
2: Yeah, no problem. So I'm well aware that this will be um, a point of contention for, for people listening, but I suppose that's that's a point, isn't it? So we've got, um, I'll start with less of a controversial one, I think, um, and that's Luke Beckett, someone that, and people of my age and, and similar um, similar ages, when, when we first started watching county, someone that was a first real hero at the football club. Um, you know, he's got the stats to back it up as well. Um, sticking with the the more recent strikers, again, very contentious, but I'm sure it will be. But um, just in terms of statistics and, and what he's done for the football club and what he's achieved, um, you can't leave out Matic Warburton in the conversation. And we'll, I'm sure we'll dive into why um, the, the whys in the house on that. Um, and then yeah, it, it does kind of revert back to the the standard bearers, I guess. You've got your, um, your Kevin Francis of the nineties and, and your Alan Armstrong's. Um, and then like you like you mentioned, Chris, there's actually a few that um, that I've included that i think it's well worth the conversation. Um, so we've got Phil Jevons, um, obviously a Bit of a, an iconic striker from um, a number of clubs yeah. over the years, and had a great season at, at Stockport County a few years ago. Um, and then another one, just for the, uh, as I say, just to throw a name into into the ring that might normally not not get discussed, um, is Liam Dickinson. So I know that those that selection might raise a few eyebrows, but the you know the discussion's there to be had. So let's see how it goes. What about yourself? <laughs>
1: um, so, I mean, I, you, you, I started in the same place as you, uh, and I don't mean in terms of, of time frame. I started by looking at who were my heroes when I first started watching. Um, and, and that immediately takes me to, to the land of Kevin Francis, uh, who for me was a player that as soon as I heard about this guy, I remember the stat that stands in my head so much about Kevin Francis was he's he's six foot seven, and at the time I didn't even know that yeah I didn't even I was just a kid I didn't know how to measure people I didn't know if six foot was was something that, that was to be impressed with or, or or whatever it was just the fact that people led with this stat. That all of a sudden I was amazed by it, and I just had to see this guy play. And then, for such a big guy, you look back on those those videos, and we speak about watching the highlight videos and clips on YouTube, and whatever. And for such a big guy, he shouldn't have he shouldn't have had the touch that he did. He shouldn't have had the kind of um, the skill level that he did. And, and he just had such a character about him as well. I, I often think when you're talking about best strikers, how do you judge it? And I, and I know we'll get into the, the 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 meat of this if if you like in a little while, but Do you judge a player of how many goals he scored, uh, what division he played in, for how long he served at the club? And and I think Kevin Francis ticked a bit of everything, didn't he? He had that character about him. He had the fact that he he had a load of goals and a load of games and a good level of football. So for me, he was the first player on my list, but he was closely followed um, by Alan Armstrong. Alan Armstrong didn't just typify what it meant to be a striker. I think he typified... You look back at some of his interviews and his, his the kits that he, that he wore and the clothes that he wore around. He was a proper nineties character, you know. If you look back to the Oasis and Blur days and Cold Feet and everything else, Alan Armstrong's there with his curtains. He's he's got these baggy clothes on. Um, for me, Alan Armstrong was a, a cult following, uh, and then obviously went on to be a legend because of um, the way he played. I then want to move forward a little bit more into a, an era that you 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 um you referred to. And I'm going to bring up Shefki Kucci because, listen, you know as well as I do, when you follow Stockport County, you don't have many um, fancy foreign signings. You know, we're not Man United, Man City, Liverpool, uh, Arsenal, who have these big-name European players coming in or South American players or whatever. So when one does come in, you want to see what he's got about him. You want to see why he's been... You know why has this guy been been picked to come from abroad? And you've got to remember, Stockport County was Chef Kikuchi's first English club. There's my five. Um, there's many more that we can pick from, and we will do. We will go over. Um, our aim here is to try and get to top three. Can we start? Can we start by saying we? We? It's not giving away the ending. But Kevin Francis is going to win this, isn't he? <laughs> so I think
2: that's an important point to clarify isn't it before people start. Listening to this and and um, having the urge to to throw something at me um, through the through the, sc- the screen, it's not you know. I'm by no means suggesting that someone like Liam Dickinson who had you know one spectacular season is can be up there as a best county player. It's you know best is of course it's subjective, but we all know that the likes of Kevin Francis um, and Alan Armstrong and, and Brett Angel will be up there as, as better footballers but it, it's a different kind of argument it's more of an argument of what they brought to the club in in, in some cases in the limited time that they were there and what they achieved in yeah. the time they were there but I mean Kevin Francis I, I've got to say I've you know we've had this conversation that Kevin Francis for me is one that I, I don't have many or, or any memories of of seeing um, when I was growing up but what's interesting is even now when we bump into people on, on the road or, you know, on the way back or on the way to um, longer way trips, we'll, we'll stop at a service station and bump into to fans from all different clubs. And the one thing that we hear the most is, Oh, Stockport County. Yeah. I, I remember seeing, I remember seeing them in a lot in the nineties when, when Kevin Francis was there and Kevin Francis is always that one name that people who don't follow County and people who aren't from the area will always resonate with. And, it's just interesting to, to think that we, we had a, a player that was so well-known and, and so well-renowned across the whole of the English game rather than just um, at Edgley Park. So it's clear to see even now the, the impact that Kevin Francis had at Edgley Park.
1: Do you, do you think it helped his cause? Maybe, maybe just a little bit, uh, and, and I'm not trying to find a way out of this, but do you think it helped his cause a little bit that we had such an iconic kit you know, one that comes up in time and time again for conversation, uh, you know, radio stations, TV shows, there will always be this um, argument about the most memorable kits and those iconic County kits. Whenever you search those kits, it's him and Jim Gannon. That, they're the only two players that you see wearing them. Yeah, it's
2: it's a similar kind of argument in that even if you weren't a, a follower of County in the 90s or you were too young to, to remember, when you look back, they're the things that you see, you see Kevin Francis, you see all the the old style graphics with you know the pearl flashing up on the screen and and the old kit, Um, so yeah it was just an iconic time wasn't it and we've all got, regardless of whether we were there ourselves, we've all got family and, and parents and grandparents who just love talking
1: about that time and reminiscing about that time. So let's, let's Let's give it to Kevin. Let's do. Let's start at the end and, and, and give it to Kev. We, we know that he's he's going to take it. We know that he's going to win that one. Let's move uh, and have a look further down the list. You could argue Alan Armstrong should get it. You could argue uh, Luke Beckett could get that second place. You could argue uh, maybe Brett Angel or anyone else. I'm going to put the case forward for Alan Armstrong. How do you feel about that? Feel feel free to challenge me on this. So
2: again, it's it's a difficult one. Um, I've, I've just got—I'll put it straight out there. It's won't be a, won't be a shock to you, Chris. But for me, Luke Beckett is a first striker that I have real memories of, of seeing um, as a county fan when I was—I think I would have been about nine or ten when um, you know when I first properly started following the club and, and Luke Beckett was the main man at the time. He was, in fact, he was the only man who he was—he he was someone who, who came through in his first season. Obviously, came to the club from and, and I believe from Chesterfield at the time. Yeah, You know, d- dipped his toes into the water in that first season or half a season, um, and then the second season. From there, his his stats were were just unreal. You know, we're talking thirty goals in um, in forty odd appearances for for Stockport County in a season where let's not you know let's not beat around the bush. We we didn't achieve much. We weren't that that successful nineties era. Had, had trailed off and we were very much finding our feet again or trying to find our feet. Um, so for me, I, I'm not going to argue against Alan Armstrong. It, it's just simply that for me, the, the icon of of Luke Beckett for, yeah, for, yeah. for such a high number of fans of my age, he will be that man that, that you first really remember. And, you know, the amount of times that I've sat in the Cheadle End, um, as a boy, and and just remember the the vision so clearly of Luke Beckett running off with his arm, with that with his arm in the in the air, doing the shearer. doing the shearer or the <laughs> Beckett, as we all um, we all thought it was. I mean, I was you know running around the school field celebrating like that, and my mates were all thinking I'm doing the Shearer and it's um, it's a, it's a Division Two striker. So I think the I don't believe, I don't believe you scored that many goals, <laughs> <laughs> maybe in my own net, but still, the celebration is still allowed. Yeah, for, for me, Luke Beckett is—he's got to be up there. Whether he'd he'd um, he'd on Armstrong to to second place. Again, we're not talking best footballers, as as in you know technical ability. It's, it's what they did for the club and, and what they, what they brought to the club and the, the fans that they brought along with them. So in that case, you know even even with Luke Beckett's impact. If we're talking about what we did for the club, you can't look past Owen Armstrong, really.
1: So we've we've got our we've got our three there, but there's going to be people out there, and I even partly want to join them and say that's too obvious. Let's have a look at some of the contributing factors. That we have a look at other players around there. Um, I'm going to start just by looking at a, a, a goals uh, appearances to go, goal, a goals to game ratio, just to kind of say, well, this is this is some of the this is what some of the other top names, whether you like them or not personally, whether, whether fans are, uh, you know, there'll be some names, and I'm sure already, just by mentioning Jermaine Easter, some are going to go, what, are you joking? You can't have him up there. But for me personally, I, I really rated Jermaine. I loved it when we had him, even though it wasn't for um, for the longest um, spell in the world. It was only, in fact, I think about 20 games we had him. But he scored eight goals. I'll get his stats up here. 19 games it was, he scored eight goals. So pretty good return you know, not a long spell at all you look at Anthony Eldin, um, who again forget the, the the loan spell if you like but his, his proper um, period 45 games 24 goals it's a great return you, we mentioned Brett Angel before much lower um, you know 108 games 42 goals but he did have two other spells where he played 70 games got 28 and then 18 games and got 8 so it's a good ratio I don't think it's quite as good as some of the others. I mean, it's obviously not... You say, like, we've got Luke Beckett's up there, 84 games, 45 goals. I mean, that's a hell of a uh, strike ratio, uh, strike rate. But then finally, Shefki Kuczy, who 35 games, 11 goals. It's going to be impossible, Sam, for us to sit down and put these in an order and say, you know, Shefki Kuczy goes above Anthony Eldon, but below Brett Angel. But I think if we're going to give it to those top three... How can we argue that some of the other guys can muscle in? Is it going to be Luke that makes way? Is it going to be Alan that makes way? Dare we even say, Kevin Francis, you've got to step out because we've got to try and get some of these guys in. I think if if one was to make way,
2: it'd be... I mean, it'd have to be Luke Beckett, wouldn't it? It's, you've also
1: got... I can feel the pain in your voice <laughs> when you say that. I can hear it.
2: <laughs> the, Chris, this is a man who, at the end of his final <laughs> season, I, I stood outside Edgley Park until... You know, for me at that time, a, a late night waiting for him to to come out and maybe try and get his boots or his shirt or something. Um, so yeah, it's, it's like I say, it is a first real hero at the club and, and one that many younger fans will will agree with as well. But it's you just can't look past those top two, can you? With the nineties of,
1: um, did, it, did it did it surprise you that that Luke, with the greatest of respect to him. He didn't go on and do it anywhere else, did he? Now, I remember thinking about Luke Beckett, I, and I always said this, and I'll stand by it, and it's in no way uh, a criticism of Luke. I always thought he was the player that did absolutely nothing other than scored all the goals, and that's fine. That's exactly what you want from a striker. Um, but he went to other places, and, and I expected, like Alan had done and uh, and like all these other players had done, I expected when he, when he moved on and he moved up the division I expected him to tear it up and it just didn't happen. Yeah, it's a it's a strange one because you know,
2: we'll we'll probably have a look at stats on, on different players throughout this conversation, but Beckett in his in his last season he, he that last season was really blighted by injury and he, he scored I think it was seven in yeah. sixteen um in his final season, um when obviously we got relegated from, from League One. Um so he was already. You could argue that when he left the club, he was already on a a bit of a downward spiral, if you like. You know, he was he was moving to Sheffield United on the back of a an injury hit season where he, he didn't get a run of games at all. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd probably agree with you. He's. He, I always kind of thought of him as almost like a, a League One Van Nistelrooy. It was just a, you know all his goals or the majority of goals would, of his goals would come inside the area. Um, you know, there'd be rebounds from a shot that's been saved or a shot that's hit the post. There'd be penalties, there'd be close-range headers. Um, obviously, there's the odd, the odd beauty and, and there's, I think there is a series on YouTube of, of his best goals for counting. There are some really, um, really top-notch strikes in there, but yeah, it, it's, it is a strange one. I just think the injuries, um, I think they probably took took away from him during that time and you could probably argue that his, his peak was that 29-30 that goal season at, at County in 2003 um, and maybe if he's looking back on that maybe he would think yeah I, sh- I should have moved at the end of that season it wasn't to be when you know the injury came in the, the early season um, and it wasn't to be I remember the, I think it was the first game of the 2004-05 season and we had um I think it was Huddersfield at home and Beckett and Feeney up front and both scored in the final kind of five, six minutes and you thought what a a team we're going to have and what a strike force we're going to have and um, we actually went on to lose that game in injury time and um, Luke Beckett got injured shortly after that. Feeney did his his bit but he was pretty much a a lone striker at that point and um, we we never quite recovered. So, um, I think yeah, I think Beckett would have to take the hit on that one and, and drop out if if we were going to make an argument for someone else stepping in.
1: Well, in, inspired by your decision to um, to say that about your own choice, I'm, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna take a bit of inspiration and do the same because we're talking about goals to games ratio. Um, Alan Armstrong's, and it pains me to say this, but his his wasn't the best. You know, it, it, if anything, it was below average dare I say it I mean his goals were so important I mean you, you go on you talk about players who have gone on to do it elsewhere obviously Alan went on to play for Middlesbrough in the Prem he went on to famously play in the San Siro and score against Inter Milan for, for Ipswich but well yes actually scored twice if memory serves but um, his goal to game ratio 160 games 49 goals it's not it's not a legendary record is it so if if we are to oust someone, I think, are we going to oust both Alan and Luke? Because, <laughs> well, is there cause to? If if you were to kind of um, aggressively say Shevky Kutche should be in there, or if you were to aggressively say uh, Warren Feeney, someone else that you mentioned there, Jermaine Easter, because of the way he inspired a fan base, and that's ultimately, I think, what we're looking for here. Um, do we say that one of them had to make way, or... Have they done enough on, on on cult hero status? I think,
2: yeah, I think Alan Armstrong's got he's got to be in there. I think you'll know more than me, Chris, on this, but from what I can tell, and just from looking back on that time, and as I say, being someone that wasn't around at that time, really, it seems to me that Alan Armstrong's his appeal almost his appeal was the cult hero side of things, and and being that, if you like, that second striker that wasn't your maybe he wasn't your go-to man. And maybe there was a, a striker alongside him that was the real twenty, thirty goal a season man, and that he would be the the fan favourite that would maybe, if the time comes on any given Saturday, he'd maybe take a, a place on the bench for a, a game or two. Um and he'd be the one that grafts and does the hard work and drops back a little bit and drops back a little deeper. That to me is just a, an impression of of Alan Armstrong from someone that, like I say, wasn't around at the time. Um, So in that case, I I think it would be probably harsh to hold that against him. Um, But in terms of putting someone else in there, it's someone that I mentioned at the start. And again, older um, generations might not agree with this. They might go with the argument of, oh, well, it's a much lower level. But in terms of what the club achieved during his time and his strike rate. And his popularity, then I think we've got to have a discussion on Matthew Robertson. Um, yeah. fifty goals yeah, yeah, in you know fifty goals in hundred games, a title. Um, I mean, some of the stats. It how many it, assists? You know, it, yeah, countless assists. So we've got. We're talking. Um, I've actually did a bit of, did a bit of number crunching on on this. We're talking um, three hat tricks in the title winning season. One four goal haul. Um, Actually, a, a start, I was I was looking at, Chris, on, on Matty. Um, um, so he, he scored forty-eight in ninety-eight, which is obviously an incredible um, strike rate. But only four of those only four of those goals um, came in defeat. So he scored forty-four goals that have contributed either directly or you know indirectly to a win or a draw um, over those two seasons the 44 goals that he scored that contributed to points actually helped us win or won us 56 points overall. So you're not just talking about someone that was, you know, a a small part of a title winning team. He was the main man and he was one that if he wasn't in there, we wouldn't be talking about a National League, uh, sorry, a National League North title winning team. We'd be talking about possibly, you know, possibly a title winning team depending on who else was in there. But you're more than likely talking about a a team of playoff contenders, or you know, a top ten team, um, without his goals. Mm. So, I just think when you balance that against someone like Luke Beckett, who had his good couple of seasons, but we didn't. You know, what did we achieve as a club? We were on the, on a downward spiral. We we're on a down, downward slope, and he, his goals, while they we were, like I say, they were a big part of bringing a lot of fans into the club. Um. Is Matty Warburton that one? That's just he was much more pivotal in terms of the wider history of Stockport County.
1: I think, I think for Matty, it, it was well, it was well documented, wasn't it? That the club was um, not in a good way for a long time, and then the ship was being turned, and there was all these um, metaphorical uh, kind of quotes that were coming out about this turning an oil tanker and everything else. And for me, Matty Warburton was that. He was the epitome of the oil tanker doing the doing the one eighty, if you like. It's now completed. It's it's completely turned around. Um, he was the guy who, like you say, and you, you touched on it there. It wasn't just his goal ratio, which was good. You know, it was it was really good. Uh, it was what he did off the pitch. It was you know the the inspiration that fans drew from him. You know, I'm sure that you know I I've certainly got relatives, and I'm sure I'm not the only one who's got friends and family who. The the young kids in their family wanted to see Matty. They wanted to, you know, see this kind of cheeky, lovable guy who would go on and score an absolute screamer, pinging in a free kick like he did at Yeovil, or, or, or you know, uh, Bradford Park Avenue from open play where he's just absolutely um, got his laces to it. Um, but then he's he's come over and he's having a laugh with the fans afterwards, and he was one of the first players that we had that, that kind of embraced that. I mean. Players just didn't really do it, kind of twenty years ago, ten years ago. They 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 didn't. Whereas now, if you look at him, and you know, all through last season and the season before, um, you, myself, John, Kieran, we were speaking about the atmosphere, the environment, the attitude around the club and around the ground. The fact that there's this amazing connection. We were getting huge fan turnouts, uh, and that was because of the relationship between the fans and the players so i think it's a completely fair shout we put it out on twitter a while ago and people were saying you know would you have matty warburton over there? you know players who've gone on and done it at higher levels um i said this to you on the phone earlier on um we have these conversations all the time after games in bars in coffee shops in um you know in, in the car on the way home from games and whatever um we were in the bar at County once and Mike Flynn said Danny Lloyd was as good as, if not better, than Kevin Cooper. And now, if Mike Flynn can say that, Mr. Stopwell County can say that. Um, and he has worked with both, he's played with both. You know, the dietitian has uh, the, the, the diet requirements, the science in the game, the nutritionists, the physicians, the, the the knowledge of the anatomy and whatever else is so much improved. I think it's completely fair to say, Matty Warburton may be as good a player uh, as someone like Luke Beckett or someone who you know even before that, players who played in that attacking midfield role slash attacking role. I think it's fair to say if if Matty was around twenty years ago, twenty five years ago, maybe he could have hung with that county team. Who knows? I think it's
2: you know we're talking about a Matty Warburton who's you know he's still we're talking what twenty
1: six years old. He, he's not. He,
2: he's not past his prime and he's currently in the Football League so um, it's not I know it's easy to say oh we were in Division 6 um, and we're talking about part-time footballers but this is this is one that's gone on to to have a career in the Football League so why not compare him to someone like Luke Beckett we're not going to go that step further and say you know let's throw all these players into, it, into yes. our 1996 and 7 winning um, title winning teams and promotion winning teams um, but why can they not be in the conversation? Um for you know, whether we're saying best strikers or most iconic or most popular or favorite, whatever the, the definition is that we're using, um, for someone that's, like I say, fifty goals in a hundred games and a title win. Um, I think that title win just it gives him the edge over someone like Luke Beckett who's got a similar strike rate but doesn't have the success. In terms of trophies, um, or even just the sheer number of games being
1: won, to fall back on. So I'm going to go down a list of names um, that I have here that were potentials, names that were going to be in the conversation, um, regardless of whether they were uh, realistically going to be able to get into the uh, into the top three, even the top ten. Um, but some of the players that I think stand out for county over the last few years, certainly, uh, there's going to be more that I've missed. I know, um, but I'm just going to add. I'm just going to add these these in. Glenn Murray, you know, you have to look at him for what he's gone on and achieved, and, and you know where he's where he's been, where he's still playing, what he's still doing now. Uh, Glyn Hurst is another player that fans will remember and think, oh, I wonder what happened to him? I wonder where where he went on to." Uh, you carry on going, Ian Moore. Most expensive player has to be uh, in that conversation. Where somewhere? I don't know. It's it's really really hard. One that will raise eyebrows. And I don't think I've ever seen a player as divisive. Um, but maybe Tom Elliott. Where does where does Tom come into this conversation? Where does Phil Jevons and Nick Chadwick come in uh, to this conversation? Carry on going, looking down the list. Stuart Barlow's on there. A player. Uh, George Donnelly. I mean. People were talking about George Donnelly being better than Jamie Vardy uh, at one point. So, how, how, where does he come it's, up on this list? It's difficult, uh, isn't
2: it? I think, we've, I think we need to clarify as well that the, you're literally talking about a, a top goal scorers list of the past twenty years or so here. So, this isn't just names that you've that you know that you've dragged out of thin air. Um, these are players that have literally put, you know they've made they a put, mark. Yeah, on, they've they've made, made it, a mark they? on the club's goal scoring record. So, um, I mean, it's a similar kind of argument, isn't it? To the Liam Dickinson argument and the the Anthony Elding and the um, the Phil Jevons, you, you know, Aaron yeah. Wilbraham, John Daly, Ricky Lambert, players that have scored goals on a on a regular basis for the club. Um, I think one one aspect of my argument, and it's probably a reason why I wouldn't focus as much on someone like Phil Jevons or Danny Lloyd or um, or Liam Dickinson, and that would be. I just think you you probably need to do it for more than one season. Um, you know, Danny yeah. Lloyd had that big twenty-nine goal season. Um, where let's be honest, we you know, he was clearly the standout player, but we missed out on the playoffs. We didn't achieve what we wanted to achieve. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah. Liam Dickinson, the Wembley season in two thousand and eight, it was, you know, twenty goals, twenty-one goals. Um, got his move. Like you said about Luke Beckett, didn't really go and kick on. Um Phil Jevons. We, uh, that's a bit of a different situation because he, he retired at at Stockport County, and I've, I've got no doubt that if he carried on for one more season, it would have been another twenty goal season or twenty five goal season. Um, so that's a bit of a different situation. But I just think mm-hmm. you need to have that that extra season to, to, just to show that you're not a one hit wonder. Yeah, um, and you know that that would completely apply to Matty Warburton as well. It's you don't want if Matthew Warburton would have left at the end of two thousand and. Be, um, at the end of the 2017-18 season, having scored 20 goals, you know, does he enter the conversation? Probably not, because there's no title win. What about
1: what? What does what does being one of your own? Uh, where, where does the, where does that stand you in this argument? Because uh, Kevin Francis, Alan Armstrong, Luke Beckett, um, the majority of the other players that we have named have all come in from somewhere. Uh, I'm going to throw another hopefully my final name to throw into the mix tonight, but Adam LaFondre. Now, I know that he was a Stockport lad. I, I grew up playing on the same team as Adam for a number of years. Um, he, His dad was our manager. It was always obvious that he was going to go on uh, uh, and uh, at least play at a higher level than we were playing. Um, but the fact that this Stockport boy has then gone on to play for Stockport County, uh, he's gone on to do some incredible things for Stockport County, but then gone on to have a successful career playing in the Premier League. I mean, he's got the status that the other guys don't have. He is a Stockport lad that did it. As Spurs fans would say, he is one of our own. Does that catapult him close to the top three? I think it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because,
2: like you said earlier, from what we've seen over the past few years, we've actually seen a team under under Jim Gannon um, I think Jim cannon has been been excellent at understanding. You know, he's got his finger on the pulse and he knows what, what the club needs and he knows the the right kind of players to bring in that will connect with the fans and he knows that, that, knows that that's important. So I think when we were really struggling and we were talking about relegations from League 1 and League 2 and staying up in League 2 by the skin of our teeth and um, and all the rest of it, I think when we were looking for cult heroes in a poor team, then you're probably looking at someone like Adam LeFondre um, because of the local connection. Um, but in more recent years, I think Jim Gannon's shown that they don't need to be to be local boys to to get it. You know, we, yeah. we can talk about someone like Jamie Stott, who, all right, is you know you can say he's fairly local, but we're not talking specifically Stopport. Um, yeah, he's not Falls Street. You know, he? Jamie Stott, <laughs> Matty Warburton, and. Um, all these other players who aren't necessarily from the town or from the area, but they really do get it. And, you know, Scott Duxbury, for all that he left under a bit of a cloud, um, clearly really connected with the fans while he was here. Um, ben Hinchley, Sam mm-hmm. Minihan, you know, localish players, but like I say, not not stop yeah. up Born and Bread, and but still players that, that really understand. So I think now Jim Gannon has shown that that, that local connection isn't, all it's cracked up to be, albeit, like I say, in a team that was really struggling, then you do look at someone like Adam Lefondre for a bit of hope. Um, and he's clearly gone on to have a, an incredible career. You know, we're talking about, I think, is he still the, the most successful substitute in, in Premier League history? I think that's a, that's a start, isn't it? Is,
1: yeah, he had that start for a while. Yeah, didn't so it
2: clearly he had a, an incredible career. And I think that's sort of another aspect of our argument as well, isn't it, Chris? That don't get me, you know, know—we're we're. we're fully aware that when people listen to this they'll, they'll be thinking, you know, Tom Elliott and, and Phil Jevons and Anthony Elvin. I don't know what, what you're talking about but we're not saying that these are the best footballers it's just, we could even be making the argument of their overall career you know, Phil Jevons playing for Everton and playing for all these other teams Tom Elliott making his way up to the championship with, with Millwall it's, we also could be looking at what they've done overall and in that case someone like Ricky Lambert who's played for England and um, would yeah. definitely also be up there
1: I think I think we've I think we've achieved a lot and not achieved <laughs> anything we have to say that the top three the top three we're going to settle on it's Kevin Francis Alan Armstrong Luke Beckett but we've given we've given a, a good voice to the to the other contenders uh, and there will be people out there that disagree with us I think that would that be a fair comment yeah
2: absolutely I mean I even you know I could still make an argument now for disagreeing with our own top three it's just on the, on the basis that Matthew Walton <laughs> yeah. could could jump in there and um, just I, I think you've got to put so much emphasis on the fact that it's a title win you know we, we've, we've won two titles in in 50 plus years it's to have that under your belt as a as a goal scorer and to be the man that, that scored the goals to achieve it it's such a big thing so um I think we're definitely we're definite on on Kevin Francis and Alan Armstrong, um, and I think Luke Beckett just about hangs on, um, given the the higher level um, as much as a yeah. contentious argument that as that can be, um, you know, the higher level and the the time of the time of of the club's history that he achieved those things and those goal scoring records of you know a time where if we didn't have a goal scorer and we didn't have someone to draw fans in, we could have been talking about. Really, really low crowds, and you know, from there, where do you go? Do you, do you plummet even further because you've not got the fans turning up every week to see Luke Beckett? So, I think he does just about handle on. So, yeah, let's let's call that a top three.
1: Yeah, well, I th- I'm just going to say it's not beyond the realms of possibility that uh, I'm going to go away and have a few cans now and then find myself arguing <laughs> with myself. Uh, about <laughs> who else we can bring in there? Um So, I've got to say, coming up next on the show, as as you know all. Throughout this series, we've got um, we've got some legends, uh, former players coming on, uh, and it's Sean Connolly who the, we're going to be speaking to, or, or I'm going to be speaking to in a few moments' time. What a player he was! He was all right. He doesn't come into the striker conversation, but he was he was all right, wasn't he? Yeah,
2: just um, you know, you're talking about a, a proper flying, almost a wing back, aren't you? Is um, someone will have to tweet us, Chris, and, and tell me what what game I'm thinking of here, but. Um, a certain goal at, at the Cheadle end where he just he just picked it up inside our own half and and strode forward um down the right chopped inside and, and fired it into the top corner of the end on his left foot um if you don't know chris i i certainly can't remember what team it was what game it was um but it's out there somewhere i'm sure someone can dig it up on youtube or, or find it or someone will know what game i'm talking about but just
1: a, I'll, I'll just ask it. Just, uh, yeah, just, just, yeah,
2: just get the question in there but <laughs> just a goal that I thought you know what a player and, and what a team we were watching at the time
1: yeah absolutely fantastic Sam thank you very much thanks Chris
0: so Chris I mean you fessed up straight away it's, it's going to be Kevin Francis but you got through a lot of names there a lot of names I had to look on Wikipedia but a lot of names that will bring back a lot of fond memories for you, for Sam and for all the County fans listening to this podcast.
1: It's so difficult when you're picking the coolest man on the park, That the striker is always the coolest guy on the park, but then how, do you, how, how on earth do you rate those by best, define best? I mean, you know, it's something that me and Sam and yourself chewed over on a number of occasions. And, you know, you, you look at goals per game ratio, the level that these guys performed at, the length of time at the club, what they went on to achieve afterwards. Um, and, there's so many factors you can never whittle it down to just the best be it you know you've got players that came and they were a cult hero for a while there was a reminder in there you know at times some of these guys were rated higher than players like Jamie Vardy who have gone on to to be some of the hottest you know one of the hottest strikers in the country so there's so many different ones to pick from so many different eras we went for um a, a hopefully a varied selection but um Yeah, everyone knows the names that that were going to end up at the top of the pile but hopefully there's a a few memories that are revoked when we go down the rest of the list as well
0: absolutely and that's the the best you can hope for so Thursday we've got your first legend interview who's that with? Sean Connolly Um, Sean Connolly
1: is going to be joining us in the um, in the legends chair and uh, I've got to say I've got to say Uh, it's a great chat Uh, I mean I love speaking with Sean Uh, he's gone on to achieve so much in the game he's currently the Wales physio so he works with the likes of Gareth Bale Aaron Ramsey but then of course Wayne Hennessy and Ashley Williams uh, two names synonymous with County Uh, he goes into detail about how the guys speak about County on on the Wales training pitch does Gareth Bale join into those conversations who knows Um, it'd be interesting to hear if, if Gareth Bale has an opinion on County but of course it's not about Gareth, it's about Sean Connolly, what he achieved in in those years at County. How does a right-back get into the Hall of Fame? You know, you've got to have a little bit about you. And we talk about best goals that he scored. He only scored six of them uh, <laughs> over nearly a 10-year career. But boy, were they special goals. So a lot to pick over. Um, Sean's a great guy. Uh, there, like I say there is also a quiz as well at the end um, you'll have to wait and see on Thursday how he does but um, I'm sure I'm not sure it's one he'll be putting down in the achievements column when it's all said and done
0: brilliant thanks for joining us on the county live podcast remember to stay staying indoors and to stay staying safe uh, Chris will speak to you on Thursday thanks
1: cheers mate